Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Davia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Davia Shepard. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ladies Power Lunch. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, they say that you should never meet your heroes. They lied. I am so excited to share with you all today one of my sheroes, and she is amazing. Her name is Darla Ledoux, and she is launching an amazing book called Shift the Field. And she's going to be talking to us today a little bit about how we can share our magic with the world. Before we dive in, though, I just want to let us do a little brief mail call. I This was a very abundant week for me, and I just want to say, thank you to everybody who sent us stuff stuff in the mail but i'm getting and see this is completely unopened i'm getting a really distinct pull to open this particular package on this particular show and wouldn't you just no, it's my copy of Shift the Field. I truly didn't know that that's what it was, but I, I just felt it. I could feel the energy of it shining through the packaging. So thank you. Thank you, Darla, so much for sending this over. I will cherish it every day. And I'm looking forward to reading through all these words again. So everybody, welcome. Let's introduce Darla. Darla, will you share with us who you are and what the wonderful things are that you're doing in the world. Yes. Well, thank you so much. It was so amazing to see people hold up their books and we are seeing people post them on social with the hashtag shift the field. I'm gifting away a ticket to my upcoming event and a session with me for everybody who does that. So it's been an amazing morning seeing all of that happen. This is the launch of my new book and I'm Darla Ledoux. I'm a business coach and a lover of transformation. I've been in a business 11 years, but for the last about six of them, I've focused on working with retreat leaders or people who want to be retreat leaders. And the reason I did that is the business clients I was working with were coming to me and saying, I just want a business like yours. And I was doing a lot of my delivery of my work on retreat. And so I kind of figured out how do I teach that? And then over time, I was specialized in working with people who want to host retreats, who tend to all be transformational magicians in their own right. And so really in specializing with working with that type of person, I've just continued to look for what are ways that I can translate the way that I see transformation working in our world into a system and a structure that people can use to save them a lot of time and energy of like figuring out how to do this work. So that's what Shift the Field is. It's based on a structure called the anatomy of a transformation. And it really is to support magical lightworkers, coaches, consultants, creatives, and healers to do their best work in the world without having to think so hard because they already have the structure. We teach this, you know, in the book, we have a certification program. Some of the women in this group are certified by me as a source leader and a retreat master. And then we do business coaching, help people find what is their sourced expression in the world and how do you turn that into a business model? Beautiful. So Darla, What made you want to write this book? What was the biggest driving force for you to decide to share this story, these stories, this idea of finding your magic with the world? 
over the last three years, I would say, I have been solely focused on leading my business with Source as my business partner, which means tuning in and asking for guidance as to where I can be best used on this planet. And so it really came through, you know, it's my second book. My first one, I spent a lot of years wanting to write a book. Now I knew what I was getting into, but it just kept coming through to write this down. You know, I knew I wanted to write a book and I sat with it for a long time. What does it need to be? And I kept getting that I needed to put the anatomy of a transformation into a book. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I would love for you to just share with everybody a little bit about this idea of us all having different magic to share with the world. I like to talk about this and I like to tell everybody that, hey, we all have our own genius and everybody in the whole world is a genius. We just have our areas where we're meant to shine in the world. And I love the way that you've broken it down. I've invited everybody in the group to go ahead and do the quiz with us this week so that everybody can have an idea of what their magic is. But can you say a little bit more about what that is all about? Yes. So your magic is basically your inner knowing. And for me, and everybody doesn't have to think of it this way. You can just think of it as your inner knowing, your intuition. For me, I think of it as how source works through me. So we each have a different way of hearing and receiving our intuitive guidance. For me, that's from source, you know, God, the universe, however you prefer to relate to it, energy, You know, there's so many different traditions that speak about the same thing in different ways, but our intuitive guidance really is what I call your sourced magic. And as I wrote the book and I walked through the whole process of the anatomy of a transformation, right in the middle of the anatomy, there's a step that is called receive. And it's all about receiving truth. Now, truth is different for each person. Like my truth of how I'm meant to express in the world is different than Davia's truth and how she's meant to express in the world. And we each need to take personal responsibility for living in alignment with our truth. But that can really be hard because we're programmed by other humans who have a different truth. And that creates what I call the default energy or the old way of operating in the world based on what your parents said you should do or what you picked up from society, et cetera. And when we can receive truth, then we can step into our sourced energy, which is really divine to us. So as a practitioner, a transformational guide, your job is to help your client receive truth because when they can receive their own truth, they can live in alignment with that. So the magic, when spirit comes through and says, this is truth, and it could come through you as the practitioner, it could come through the client. Like you don't have to always be the one with the answer. They have their own connection and they can get their own answer. But the system teaches like, where is the right place for you to bring your magic? And so for me, when I look around and I see, I've worked with you know hundreds and hundreds of coaches and consultants at this point. The hardest thing for people to do is one, own their magic, like to really say, I have this gift. It's unique to me. It's special. It works in a certain way. People want it. They should pay for it. That's really challenging. And the second challenge is when do I talk about it and when do I use it? 
So a lot of people might have intuitive knowing and they might go around and just tell people you should do this or you should do that. And that doesn't help the person actually receive the truth, Mm -hmm. right? Giving a lot of good advice is not the same as transformation. And so by the time I got to the end of the book, I was like, that's what this is about. And I dedicated a whole chapter to really understanding how your magic works in this process. And that's why all these lovely panelists are here is we thought, you know, it would be of most value to actually dig into that a little bit and talk about how their magic works. So they represent different types of magic. And so everybody listening can kind of get a glimpse into it and help it empower you in your own intuition. So Darla, I want to ask a question. Tell us, please, why is it that we have our magic? We're pretty much intuitively knowing what our magic is, but we don't want to own it. What's the, what's the hold mm-hmm. up there for most of us? It's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you may have had it shamed as a kid mm-hmm. um, where you knew something and you spoke it and you were you know, in trouble for, <laughs> for saying it. You might have diminished it. Like for example, I have a lot of sensation magic, which Robin is, is here representing today which means I feel things in my body that are not actually mine. They're other people's like it just, I, I can tell when people have pain in a certain area or they're storing energy in a certain area. As a kid, I was around a lot of people with a lot of pain. There was a lot of addiction and that kind of thing in, in my family. And so it was too painful to actually feel all of that. So what I did is shut it down. And what I did is I gained a lot of weight. So I was disconnected from my body. And then The other thing to consider is we come into a society that has a history. If we just look back, you know, at the history of burning witches Mm -hmm. and what, what is a witch really someone who knows things, right. Or, you know, has this intuitive ability. And so societally we were taught to shut that down. It's not safe. It's scary. It's dangerous. Um, So even if that's not in your ancestry or or your past life lineage like it's in society and for a lot of us it is in a in past life stuff thank you so much for sharing that so i have one of my very favorite mentors likes to say that you know words don't teach but stories certainly do and so darla how do you feel about inviting some of our guests to talk about their magic with you and just to Give us a taste of what the different magics are and how we can find that in ourselves. Absolutely. And if everybody wants to put your magic, like you can change your name, like Robin renamed herself and put your magic in. You know, I invited people to come and represent certain ones. I'm going to put a couple in mine just because we are multi-magical, but this will help people. And Davia, if you can put yours in as well. There's six types of magic. And rather than me explain what they are, I'm going to have these ladies share a little bit about their magic and how did they learn that that was your magic? And how did you, you know, what was your journey to owning it? And yeah, absolutely. In story makes a lot of sense. Robin, do you want to start? So I'm a sensation magic and I also have a little bit of compassion too. As a child, I felt things and I didn't know like my kind of my coping mechanism was to go and hide when things I grew up in kind of a 
really shaky environment. And so I would just naturally remove myself from the situation. And this like continued throughout my life. And I used to think like something was wrong because it's like, why can't you just be in these situations? And what I didn't realize is that as a sensation magic, I'm highly sensitive and I pick up on a lot of other people's thoughts, their feelings. And it's like, I can literally feel even when I'm not around people, it's like if something's going on in the world or in like last year, especially with COVID, it's like, I can really feel that in my body. And so I've learned over the past couple of years, really how to own my own energy and distinguish what's mine and what's someone else's and see that it really is a gift. And I'm able to use it to really support and protect myself and also support my clients in that way. Amazing. So you took yourself away, which is a great strategy, right? And for me, I numbed out my body. You took yourself out of the situation. So you didn't have to feel all of that. Right. Divya, does it make sense to have people share now how they've found it as a gift? Like Robin, how has that become a gift for you? I mean, it's been a gift that I feel protected when I'm in my energy and I'm also noticing what's mine. And as many of you in this group know me, I'm a world traveler. And I say that when I travel, I meet really good people and good experiences. And I thought that was something that everybody, when they travel, it's like, I'll hear experiences of people like not feeling safe when they're traveling. And it's just never occurred to me because I'm like, what? I always feel safe when I travel. And my body tells me if something doesn't feel safe. If a person or a street, if I'm out walking and the street feels like dark, my body like tenses up and I can feel it. And so, so I've begun to recognize that that really is the gift that I possess. And then also I'm exploring and uncovering this more. And it really came up a lot on our, I was on a sourced magic retreat with Darla two, three weeks ago in California and recognizing that I feel sensations in my body when I'm working with my clients and I, and I do a lot of like chakra healing and Oracle cards and I can feel that energy. And then it allows an opening for me to talk to my clients and ask them like, Hey, is there something more going on in this energy center? And one of the reasons I'm loving having this conversation and I wanted to have this conversation here is we don't have a lot of place to practice with this, right? And you can go get a training or a certification in one particular modality, which is great. It helps you uncover it, but everybody's works in a unique way. So having a place to practice is so important. Marianne, you are expression magic, which this is also Davia's magic. So Davia, feel free to chime in, but Marianne, talk about expression magic and how that's worked for you. Oh, yes. Expression magic for me is being uh, open and available to express from my inner being what my messages that I receive, downloads that I receive, and from my spirit guides. The many have just been tremendous, especially over this last year. The first time I was contacted by a we entity, I was laying after yoga and some meditation And I started just doing some rounds of, uh, you know, I am love, I am joy. And then I started turning it inward and, and I love you. I cherish you. And all of a sudden the, I went to, we love you. And I bolted up and I was like, who is we that was out of my realm of, (laughs) 
And that was in 2015. So I put that on the shelf because it had scared me and I didn't know what to do with it. Because like she said, there's no place to practice this. You yeah. know, we're not trained in this. We don't know how to allow it. So the very beginning of 2020, I decided to ask who we is. You know, if you're out there and you're ready to support me, I'm ready to listen. And so to be able to start getting messages from my spirit guides who refer to themselves as the many has been so amazing. And if I give someone a message, I can't remember what it is. So I always have to go back. And if I recorded it, I have to go back and listen because I don't know what they said. It just comes out. So a couple of things. So an expression magician can come through like, like Marianne. And I'm curious in the chat, if anybody else has where they know there's like a guide talking to them that they're channeling, put that in the chat. Marianne, that's such a beautiful example. And then the fear of like, well, I can't talk about that. And with your religious background, like, well, you know, in religion, we're taught we have to go to the priest or the pastor, you know, to access God. And so for that to just come right through you, it makes total sense that that would be scary. And if anyone here is an expression, but you're not sure you don't, you don't have that exact thing. It can just be that you just know what to say in the moment. And like Marianne said, you may not even remember what you said, or you might not know why you're saying it. It's like something is overtaking you and you just, you know, I don't know why I'm telling this story, but obviously someone needs to hear it. Right. And so the more you think that you need to be in a traditional framework of marketing and, you know, know all of the bullet points on your speech in advance and all of that, you're going to shut down expression magic. And then the other thing to note is it's not always words. It might be in movement. It might be in painting. Like Olivia here is an amazing painter and it just comes through her. So it's when we're not going through our mind, we're just letting source express through us. Marianne, is there anything that you wanted to say about like, how has it been being marketing expression magic? Yeah, that's a nightmare for me because I, you just, you don't know what in the world that people are actually going to receive. What kind of yeah. transformation are they going to get? Because I don't know, you know, what they're going to receive and moving, I'm shifting my field right now in beginning to prepare to work with people with religious trauma um, because of my background and no. what I've grown through has just really opened up another entire world to me because and it's like I'm finally surrendering. I'm starting to own my voice that I wouldn't own before, especially around religious trauma because I, I just couldn't seem to allow myself to be vulnerable in that way. And now opening up to it and finally starting to feel free freedom to express that. Amazing. Yeah, it can be a challenge to say, I'm not going to do it this way. And the other thing, you know, I talk about this in the book and the first stage is commitment. And when someone's in a place of committing to their transformation, they don't know what that really means, right? And I always joke that like, if I had known, I probably would have never started. You know, now I'm like so amazingly grateful that I understand transformation and I know anything that comes up in my life, I know how to shift it. Um, but sometimes it's like, oh, I wish I never, never made this choice because it's hard, right? To see, see the truth. Um, 
but you don't have to know the client doesn't know, but also as the practitioner, you don't have to know. Right. So the, if, when you have the structure, especially, and you're confident in it, you don't have to know what's going to come through. You just have to know that it is going to come through. And that takes some practice to trust that. I love that you're trusting it, Marianne. It's so great. And I'm curious, Davia, if you have anything to add around expression. I do. I wanted to share with everybody my necklace. I'm pretty sure you can't see it, guys, but it is a present to me from Darla and it says guided. And it was just a reminder, I think, at least I took it that way, a reminder that I don't have to know all the words before I open my mouth, that the words will come through because my expression magic brings the words through me. And I kind of leaned into that, you know, and I've been always an outstanding speaker, even when I was in my other career before I ended up working with Ladies Power Launch. That was my job. It was to get in front of people and speak. And whereas other people tend to run away from opportunities to be in front of a huge crowd, I always ran towards them. I was always really good at it and I would always never remember anything that I said at the end but it was always the right thing so I didn't have the experience of having a personality show up for me but my experience has always been that there's always been words they're always coming and I know you've mentioned Darla that you can have more than one magic and what feels right for me is that compassion magic might also be a part of my makeup yeah I oh well okay so if I'm okay to say I was thinking about that today because of our our call we had last week and really you know compassion magic is being able to be with all the emotions yes it's, it's I totally coming see that for you. I totally see that for you I love that so much I'm so glad our most potent magic sometimes can be hard to own. Like it was really hard for me to own this sensation magic and like that these things I feel are real and that I can move the energy and like was really hard to own. And I think um, a lot of times our most potent gifts have been suppressed. And Davia, for you, you know, keeping it together and suppressing emotions makes it hard to be a compassion magician because you got to be able to be with a really broad range of emotions. And I think that's a really good segue over to Stephanie Munoz, who is a compassion magician. She's multi-magical as well, but she specializes in emotions. So Stephanie, can you talk a little bit about what that's like? Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Stephanie. And yes, for me, it's been very interesting. I'm as well expression magician, but with compassion, it's been quite a journey because I was too much in my head. And when I started connecting with my heart, I really noticed, and I knew it from most of my life, I'm a very empathetic person, so I really could connect from heart to heart to people. But I lost a lot of self-compassion along the way, you know, when we grow up and all the situations that happen throughout our lives. So I went to my head. So the first thing I realized is I needed to work on my self-compassion in order for me to really connect again and be able to connect first with myself, with my own compassion, and then be able to connect with my clients and all the people around me, but from heart to heart, not from a place of the head. 
So it's been quite a journey because I feel it. You know, I would say for me that the magic or when I get completely sourced is things show up. I feel it in my body. Images come. I feel it like I have to say something or I need to do something, you know, like it just pops up. And lately I've been doing it a lot. I used to stop when I just felt something because I wasn't sure it was my mind. Now I'm just experimenting how it feels and what happens. And actually it has brought a lot of magic to my clients What I'm talking about that. So it's been very, very interesting when you get really connected and you feel that compassion first towards yourself. It's much easier to connect and be compassionate to somebody. And that doesn't mean because that's this, this is the thing. And that was something that I misunderstood. And probably it has happened to many of you or it happens to people is that you think that compassion is pity, self-pity or pity for mm-hmm. others. And for me, it was quite a journey understanding the difference because at the end, pity comes from a default energy and compassion comes from sourced energy. And I used to be yes. in that default energy with this. So good. So juicy. Yeah. So the compassion magic is really this healing with full acceptance. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would love to see in the chat, just put a yes. If that's part of what you do with your clients is you bring this potent space of non-judgment because just that space is so healing. And you totally nailed it, Stephanie, that a big reason that we don't bring that is because we or aren't as powerful as we could be is because we are so critical of ourselves. Yep. And that self-critic shuts down the connection to source, right? Because who we are is of source. So the moment we're judging ourselves, it's like we're shutting down that connection. The magic sessions I do. So in our certification, one of the things I'm just adding with this group that's being certified right now is something called the magic session. And the magic session, like for my magic sessions, the way I think about them, it's all about removing any energy patterns that are in the way of self-love. So I call it the VIP love journey. And it's really about how do you make yourself the most important person in your world? And the struggle compassion magicians can have is they're out there, right? Like, let me help you. Let me help you. Oh, oh, let me, right. And so having the boundaries to put yourself first and love yourself first. So you have that ability to overflow compassion to your clients. That's really, really important. And then Stephanie being able to be with the emotions. And I know that's such a big part of your work. She talks about naming emotions, giving it a first and last name and being able to really be with them. Exactly. I, I believe we are emotional illiterates, so we don't really know, <laughs> you know, like yeah. sometimes we confuse emotions. So that's the other thing is to be, to sit with the emotion you have, even if you categorize it as a positive or a negative emotion, because at the end it's not bad or good. It just is. So to be with yourself, sit with the emotion and feel it with all your heart. If it's fear, feel it. And if you have to cry while you're feeling it, feel it. And that's a lot of compassion as well, because you're letting yourself be with whatever you're feeling. If you're feeling excited, 
be with it. And we tend to know to be more with what we call the positive emotions, happiness, excitement, uh, thrilled and stuff like that. But at the end, it's very important to be as well with the other emotions that we think are negative, because if not, I believe we store them in different parts of our body and then we get sick with time if we don't release that. So it's part of being compassionate with yourself. Let yourself connect with that emotion. Let it be. And when you feel it with all your heart, then you're able to release it. Great. And for me, I have a lot of compassion magic too. Like it's hard to say, okay, but like, you're not my client. I can't bring all of that to every person all the time, right? There has to be an energetic boundary or you just get depleted. So that's the key kind of opportunity with, with compassion magicians, if you're relating to that. Okay. Let's go to Hannah. Hannah is recognition magic. Tell us a little bit about that. And, and did anybody here cook with Hannah the other night? I cooked on the replay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do it the other night, but I did it with her before one-on-one. It was great. Awesome. Yeah. So amazing. Thank you. So the way my recognition magic works is particularly with big life events. I find myself being pulled in very unique directions with like absolutely no question in my mind. Like, oh, let me quit my job and go to culinary school in Italy. Like that makes perfect sense with this company that doesn't really even have a website. And (laughs) it's decisions that logically don't make any sense, but it's like a pull, like a physical pull that's just like, oh yeah, like I have to go do that right now. And I have a very logical mind and a very analytical mind. So sometimes it's hard because um, I'll feel this pull and I'll make a decision, but my mind hasn't quite caught up yet. Or actually more importantly, other people's minds too. They'll start to question it. Well, like what credentials will you be getting and how will it benefit you later? And I'm just like, well, I just, I have to go. Just know. Yeah. The recognition magician is the most common to say, I just know. Yeah. Also with a lot of signs too, I'll get. So like another life event that was a little crazy. I quit my job again and went to Malta to get my yoga teacher certification within like a week. And it was like, again, like a sketchy kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, like I have to go. And then my family was all like, well, what if like, he's going to abuse you and you're going alone. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like, what am I thinking? And with this particular instance, I was talking to my uncle, who's very spiritual, and he was giving me a metaphor about the lion tamer at the gate of a lion arena Uh and how you create the appearance of danger where there is none. And I was kind of like, okay, maybe. And then I went out on a run and I ran by these literally four huge stone lions, like the size of like a house almost like it was ridiculous. And I was like, okay, this is my sign to proceed forward. So that's another way that it shows up. Yeah. Does anybody relate to that? That's really common with recognition that you see signs and it might seem totally weird. Like that seems like it makes no sense, but then it really does. And the more you believe it, the more you see them. Right. And then the, I just know kind of feeling is sometimes it's just a gut feel or you're seeing the signs, but a lot of times it's like, you're making these connections 
of these patterns and you're doing it so quickly and innately that you just know, like you might be really good at spotting trends or having a sense of where the market is going, or this is going to be really big in the future. Right. And you're just doing it automatically. And so some of those random choices you made were probably really understanding food and cooking and nourishment and how important that's going to, I mean, look at what's going on in our world and you know, we need more people talking about increasing our innate immunity Mm -hmm. through food. And you're probably picking that up. So yeah, and it's cool, because I really like that you invited me into this playground, because I'll be honest, when he first asked me, I was like, well, I mean, I don't really have the recognition magic, like, that's not really magical. And then of course, I'm flipping through your book. And I read the line that was like, own your magic publicly. And I was like, okay, this is my sign. And just even business decisions, like I'm launching a Cookwell course in June and, you know, people are like, well, how are you going to fill it? And I'm like, I I don't know, but I know I got to do it. Beautiful. So we're going to go to Veronica. Veronica, tell us about your magic. By the way, wait, before we do this, I have to pause and just say, Veronica designed this book cover. So she is behind the vibration Like Davia said, I could feel the vibration. I've had a lot of people say that and I feel that, but obviously I'm biased, but a lot of people have said they feel the vibration of the book. And I worked with Veronica on my branding a couple of years ago, almost three years ago now, where the biggest thing that I got, I got the download of the name sourced for my brand. And then the immediate awareness I had following this is, I need to become a vibrational match to that brand. And it took a year to be ready to start piloting sourced retreats and everything because I knew my vibration needed to shift. And so there's something in Veronica's presence where I really could see and feel and get that. So Veronica, if you can talk a little bit about how that magic works from your end. Yeah, I love that. And that's a huge piece of it is really setting up your future vibration to lean into and to to have that to reach for and to grow into. So powerful. Like many, it, it started out as maybe more of a handicap than a gift. Yeah, looking back, I remember as early as I can remember, I just understood that everything was energy. And I was also highly, highly sensitive child. Like I react and still do react very deeply and strongly to things. And now I understand that I'm picking up energy from everything and everyone around me. I was thinking of how to describe it. And I thought, it's like, what if you could tune in and hear every single radio station frequency around you that's being broadcast? Mm -hmm. Like that would just be overwhelming. I feel like it's just been this very lifetime process of learning how to tune my instrument to be able to actually receive, understand, and work with. It's like a skill almost to be able to work with the energy that I am privy to. Um, And how does that show up? So like the way that I talk about vibration. And I feel like all transformation is a shift in vibration. It's just that some magicians are maybe aware of that and some might be unconscious to that, but you're still shifting the energy. Like the book is called shifting the field, meaning we're actually changing our vibration, but Veronica, you see it, you feel it. It's like, I did a panel yesterday and the vibration magician said, my language is energy, which might be a little bit different than others. 
So say someone comes to you and they want to tune in to the future of their business. Like, how does that show up for you? For me, it shows up in a couple of ways. I can feel it. I can definitely feel the vibration of it, the frequency of it. And I also, I'm able to see it. And I do that very intentionally as we did with you. I do visioning, like shamanic visioning for people. And so I get very elaborate and vivid visuals of not only the patternings of the energy, but how that energy wants to be represented visually in the world in 3D. And that seems to be really common in vibration magicians is whether it's the way the patterning speaks looks different to each person, I think, but there's this sense of like literally seeing visually the energy pattern. Yeah, it's so interesting. I've been noticing the last few years, especially as I'm talking to somebody, it doesn't happen all the time, but when I'm really connected with someone that I'm talking to, as I'm talking to them, I can see what the energy is doing around what they're expressing or what they're talking about, which is really amazing. And it just helps to be able to guide and work with, if it's a client, you know, to work with that energy and to help give them that feedback so they can presence it more. Yeah. And this comes back to, you know, something I was thinking about too, I'm guessing this is, this is what I feel is when you have that vibration and you can see like the possible, what someone's meant to become vibrationally, but then they're not that right now. And you can, you, maybe, you know, that, and maybe not depending on, so this is kind of like how the compassion magician needs to work with boundaries. Vibration needs to go. Okay. And then this is the reality check of where this person is. And do they actually want that transformation? It's like, I think of it as when I bought my first house, it was a foreclosure. It needed a lot of work, like a lot of work. And all I could see is what it's going to look like when it's done. And it's like, okay, reality, this is a lot of work. (laughs) Do I want to do that work? I feel like that's an important thing for a vibration magician is like, does your client want this shift? Yeah. Well, and that's where commitment comes in for sure. That's been a really important step for me is to really get clear on that commitment because it's certainly gotten me in trouble a number of, well, trouble in in life a number (laughs) of times because I can so easily see the whole truth of the energy of the potential that they hold that anyone holds. And, you know, that can kind of, you know, when you go into relationships with that (laughs) and then you don't get that commitment from them about their own growth, you're like, Oh, okay. You're not committed to becoming that person. Oops. Yeah. It can be really, really challenging seeing the highest evolution. And it's like, okay. And then there's where someone is right now. And that's the beauty that you can help them become that, but someone has to be willing. And for me, even, you know, I've been in business 11 years. I was doing great, you know? And when I got my new brand, it was like, oh, wow, I'm not that yet. Like, I'm just not holding that vibration yet. And I need to do that to be an integrity to birth this. And speaking about the energetic part of the container, Again, the vibration, I mean, energy is my language. I mean, to me, it, that energetic container is as real as like a table or a tree or whatever. It's there, like that's a very real tool to hold that highest vibration for you so that you can grow into it and yes. like it can guide you there, can help guide you. It's a touchstone almost or a North Star. 
Um, Amazing. But it's so great to be able to work with something like that, kind of help create it or co-create it really with the client and source, and then help, you know, facilitate that growth and that becoming. And you have somebody who's fully committed to becoming like you are and my clients are that I work with. It's heavenly to see what is possible, you know? Yeah. I feel so clear that like, this is like just the beginning Mm -hmm. of some, you know, expression that I don't even fully know because I did the work to get in alignment. Yeah. So Jaslene, she's a designer and I I've been to your website after we had the the summit. It's great. And I think this is so applicable. This shifting the field is so applicable to any kind of creative. I told my videographer, if you have pain in the ass clients, if you've learned this, you know how to work with them because someone's going to come. And as a, in Veronica, I know you can relate to this as a brander. It's like, you can give this design that you know matches where they're meant to go but if they're not able to receive that as their truth they're going to be like uh, uh, uh." and I remember I've worked with a lot of different designers as clients over the years and people want to see six options but I already know what the one is that they should pick you know and so you can head all of that off at the pass by applying this so I love that All right, let's go to Rebecca. Rebecca Turvo is an expansion magician. So Rebecca, tell us about how that works for you. When you were talking about the vibration, it was interesting because I don't feel that vibration energy, but in some ways I feel like it was related to expansion because what I feel like expansion is about is I've always been this way. Every time we're talking about something, I'm thinking of the bigger vision, like what's the next thing? What's the bigger vision? I've done this my whole life. And I used to actually think it was kind of bad because it's like, well, can't I just focus on what's going on right now? Why can't we just focus on this and not worry about the bigger vision? But I'm always seeing like, especially when I'm an entrepreneur now, everything is about, well, we could create something from this, (laughs) like me and my coloring books. Oh my gosh, am I supposed to create a business? Like, I don't know what that's about, but I have this always focused on the bigger vision. And the funny thing is I'm into human design and astrology now, and Jupiter is about expansion, right? So this is what I feel like I'm helping people with is what is the energy of how you can expand into the possibilities in your life? What brings you more prosperity? What's the energy you need to be in? What what kind of gifts do you have that bring that to you? So I feel like my Jupiter is about preservation, which is interesting because preservation is about honoring the past, but knowing that there's things to bring forward that need to change and shift. I love that in my business. Like, I feel like that's a tool human design is used is for. When Darla first told us these six gifts, like way back when I was in that first retreat, I don't remember when that was last summer. Last July was when they first came through. Yeah. You gave the six names without even knowing what any of them meant we didn't even have a discussion yet I right away I knew mine was expansion I was like it has to be expansion um none of the other ones even as you guys are talking about him I'm like I don't except for compassion I can hold a lot of emotion I I know that but the other ones don't really apply to me so I thought yes So I didn't have anything prepared. I didn't know I was going to come talk about expansion today, but, and I don't have the book yet. So I haven't read what you think expansion (laughs) is. So that's what I think it is. And we've talked about this too, Rebecca. So expansion is exactly how she described. And I'll just add, there's this 
innate belief in abundance. And for me, I spent, you know, gosh, a hundred thousand dollars to learn about abundance, you know, over the years, like to really integrate my own belief in the universe and that everything is happening for me. And that when I take the step that, you know, it will rise to meet me. And Rebecca, you come by that naturally. Like you've had people in your life who doubt you and say, well, can you make money at that? But for you, you've always known and that is the magic and expansion magicians can have a hard time applying it to themselves sometimes because they might be worried about other people or who they have to take care of. And will I make the money? And, you know, I think this is the biggest thing that I've noticed, Rebecca, in interviewing expansion magicians is this idea, who am I to be that? Who am I to be so expansive? So it can be easier to see it for your clients than for yourself. <laughs> yes. I agree. And I think I've shut down my own expansion in a lot of ways. I know we've worked through a lot of that this year in, in our coaching, but yeah, I feel like even though I always knew to trust in the abundance of the universe, I know I told this story at a retreat where it's like, but other people would say, but that's not how that works. Like I'd be sharing yeah. what my truth is of abundance and oh my gosh, you got to just trust. It's that manifestation, like trusting and knowing and trusting you're taken care of. And, but that's not how that works. I was told that by people in my religion, for instance, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it kind of shuts you down, but now I've learned to embrace it. You know, so I love that. Thank you so much. So we have time for maybe one or two questions. I'm going to say a couple things. Marianne asked the question, you know, if I take the quiz, but I'm blocking something, will it pop in the quiz? And I would say sometimes it does, sometimes not. It depends on how shut down that is. Like I've had people take it and they get the result and then they say, oh, I don't know if that's me, but we, we play with it a little bit and it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that actually that is, I'm just really afraid of it. So for me, what I see the quiz, the quiz is opening a conversation you know, you might take it on different days and get different things. It's opening a conversation. But what I found is it either will predict your most prominent one that you probably already know you have, or it's going to be the one that source wants you to look at and embrace. And it might feel kind of foreign to you. My experience with the quiz is that it pointed directly at the thing that I felt I resonated most with. But when I looked through and, you know, read through some of the other things, I could still identify pieces of me, like with, for example, the expansion magic. I don't know how many of you on the call have ever been on a call with me, but I can see your future. Like I can see how big and wonderful and just abundant things can be for you. And I totally relate to also the challenges that you list as challenges for the person with the abundance magic. So I think the trick here is to, yes, look at what you are getting on the quiz, but also to read through the other ones because you're going to find something there for you as well. So excited. I feel expansion, abundance contradicts gratitude and appreciation. Yeah. You know, I think this is a challenge with expansion magicians is you can see everything that's possible, but it doesn't mean that someone has to do all those things to be fulfilled. Our culture is so more, 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 but when you're really coming from sourced energy, it's like, well, more if that's aligned, 
And so as the practitioner, and this is why whatever our magic is as practitioners, we have to do the work of really being in our own alignment. You don't want to go put your projection, your ego's projection of what they should do to be a successful person onto your client. You want to know like, oh, this is what I see that's aligned for them versus this is what I see that they should do so they can, you know, look successful and give me a good testimonial. That's important. So I know we want to close up here on time, Divya. I know you have an affiliate link for the book. If you buy the book this week, I think a lot of people here have it already. So that's amazing. Thank you so much. We hit number one in several categories. It's just been amazing, even over in the UK and in Canada. But if you follow Divya's link, you can get the free book bonus bundle that is available this week. It's got three free trainings and uh, $200 off the live event. So Shift the Field Live is happening May 20th to 22nd. And it's just $111 if you purchase the book. And it's going to be epic. Awesome. So Darla, this has been such a pleasure. It's been so much fun having you on the show. My advice to everyone would be, be playful about it embrace all just all the joy that sharing your magic is going to bring to you and follow Darla because she she's really really good at sharing her energy with the world it's it's a beautiful thing to see have a wonderful day and I'll see you guys on the next show bye everyone thank you for joining us find out more at our website www.ladiespowerlunch.com and find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.